Welcome to Soul Speak. I'm your host, Erica Elmitz. This is the podcast where I help bring humanity to high consciousness and high consciousness to humanity, one podcast at a time. Have you ever wished that there was something that you could use that would support you emotionally if you were having a really bad day? Do you find yourself repeating the same patterns in your life over and over, whether it's in your relationships or in the way that you approach certain situations or the way that you emotionally respond? Or have you ever wished that there was something you could use that would support your light body, your aura, your emotional body, your etheric body, just the same way that you take care of your physical body? Well, if so, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to today's podcast, and I have to say, I am just so excited to be bringing you truly one of my most favorite topics in the universe, and if you've been following my work for a while, you likely haven't heard me talk too much about it, but I gotta tell you, I have so many loves in my work that I wish I had five of me so that I could spend equal amounts of time on all of these things, but today we're going to be talking about one of my dear loves and that is flower essences. Now I have to say that the majority of time that I mention the term flower essences, I kind of get met with this look on the face of like, what? What is a flower essence? Do you mean essential oils? What is that? And if that's you, don't worry. By the end of this podcast, you're going to have a much better understanding of why these magical little tinctures are so powerful and why I love talking about them. And honestly, I swear, I wish, I wish that there were five of me because I have so many different areas of interest and true love when it comes to tools of consciousness, tools for healing, tools to support us here on this journey as humans. And flower essences, I honestly don't speak about them enough because there's just so much other stuff to talk about too, but I am excited to focus today on this beautiful topic. So before I get started though, I always start every podcast episode with a specific oracle message where I pull a card from a deck and kind of set the tone for the conversation and something for you as the listener to see how this particular message applies to you in your experience. This is so you can basically get more out of this time together as a special little additional message. So in honor of the flower essences, I'm actually going to be pulling from a deck that I have with all the flower essences from uh, Flower Essence Services Company. It is a company based out of Northern California, and they are a phenomenal company. In fact, you'll hear me talk a little bit more about them in a minute. But um, I'm just going to pull live real time here one of the cards for the flower for the beginning of the session. So I'm pulling a flower essence as we speak from a deck. That's the sound you're hearing. And okay, so we're actually getting two that have come out. And let me put these aside here for a moment. So we're getting the star tulip and the tansy. So first off, let's start with the star tulip. This is a beautiful remedy to support a soul's gently opening and expanding to the life of the soul. It can help you become much better at listening to your own inner guidance. This is where it can help tune you into higher dimensions. 
And I like to think of this particular remedy as something that helps kind of open the gateway to deeper levels of healing work, deeper, deeper levels of understanding more about your emotional side, your emotional vessel. It's a powerful, powerful flower essence to use if you have a difficulty meditating because um, it can really just kind of almost like I'm seeing a hand reaching out and helping you to navigate into the softer, more emotional worlds. Now, the second flower that I pulled here was the tansy, which is a really beautiful remedy to support people with being purposeful in their action, going for their goals, and kind of going for what they know they need to do. Because tansy is a good remedy for those of you that are hesitating about something. Maybe you're procrastinating in your life. Maybe you kind of know what you need to do, but you're withdrawing from actually doing it. So this is a remedy that helps you, um, it kind of strengthens your will to do what you need to do. So as we start this session here, clearly reflect back on how these particular themes may be resonating for you in your experience as you listen to this particular podcast. And really use those themes and pay attention to those themes for the upcoming week or so. So announcements before I get started on the main topic at hand. I have recently started a brand new YouTube channel. Those of you who have been following me for a while, I have um, a big YouTube channel I've had for about three years and I have recently begun a new one. So if you haven't joined me over on my new YouTube channel, please do. It's called Crystal Tarot 1111. And I'd love it if you joined me over there, if you've been following me for a while and you've been wondering why I've not been posting on my previous YouTube channel, which is Erica Elmitz. Um, that is why I've moved over into a new channel. So I would appreciate if you guys want to come and join me over there as I get that channel up and running. It's still very, very brand new. And I'll be continuing doing a lot more of what I've already been doing, but just over on the new channel. I still may post a little bit here and there on my other channel, um, Erica Elmitz. I still haven't yet determined that, but um, do, do join me in the new channel if you want to stay informed with my latest and greatest channelings and tarot readings. So let's just dive right in. It's funny, when I was preparing for this podcast recording today, I was trying to think back to when I was first really exposed to flower essences and how I got started. And I, I know that it was about 11 years ago that I really got super heavily interested in and in, involved with flower essences in particular. But I'd had exposure to it beforehand, and many of you guys may relate to this as well. Maybe if you're parents or if you are pet owners, you may have heard of something called Rescue Remedy which is sold over the counter in many drug stores and health food stores. And it's a remedy that's used for calming anxiety, calming stress, and just overall um, reducing the effects of stress or if we've had some sort of a trauma. And I know a lot of people use it with their babies if they're teething and animals if they're having any stress, stress symptoms. So I know I had had a lot of expo some exposure, I should say, early on, but it was only when I really began diving in when I was working at the homeopathic pharmacy that I worked at back then, back in like 2010, where 
I was in charge of what we called the esoterics. So my area of responsibility was to really oversee the flower essences, the gem essences, the orosoma. These were the tools that we used to support the body's emotional and spiritual well-being in addition to the physical well-being because we sold all the supplements and we sold all the um, practitioner only level lines we worked with closely with physicians so we were taking care of the physical body but I was ironically not ironically of course we know this is part of why I was put in this position was to be responsible for the esoterics. So that's when I really dove into flower essences in particular. And it is through flower essences, ironically, that I, I really developed a strong confidence in my intuitive abilities. And if you've heard me speak about intuitive development and how to realize and how to gain confidence, you may have heard me speak about this in the past. But it was through my work with flower essences that I began to see how connected I really was to intuitive information, to being into beginning to trust what I was getting. And it's where I discovered that I've been intuitive my whole life and I always knew things, but but I could never explain why I knew them. And so it was part of a, it was a big milestone for me in terms of my own intuitive development. And what I used to do is I would work with clients who came into the pharmacy and they would be drawn to the flower essences and I would go over with them and they would often ask me to pick a remedy for them or to see what I was getting intuitively because the people coming to a homeopathic pharmacy, let's be real, a lot of people are totally into the more esoteric, the more spiritual aspects and the emotional aspects of health. So it was a beautiful audience to practice this with. But I, I remember I would go over and pick flower essences for people that were strangers off the street and I'd pull the flowers intuitively from literally hundreds of them in front of me. We carried multiple brands. Um, I literally had well over a thousand remedies in front of me always when I was picking the flowers and I would bring the client over and show them the book that explained what each of the flower essences was for and what it did. And I would let them quietly read on their own. And they were always like, Oh my gosh, I can't even believe that you pulled those flowers. That's exactly what's going on with me right now. So it was through that experience, through the flowers there, like, again, I think it's interesting that the, the lady slipper, I'm sorry, not the lady slipper, the star tulip came in at the beginning of this, this podcast, because that's what flower essences did for me. It was like, they gave me a hand to be able to trust the deeper, um, intuition, trusting in that. And they were sort of like what brought me more into trusting in my own intuition. So that is not an accident that that particular flower essence card was pulled at the beginning, but I digress for a moment. I just had that epiphany as I was recording this. So for me, that was where I had a lot of practice working with the flower essences. And I even went and trained um, on site at flower essence services, which is the company that's based in basically outside of Lake Tahoe. And I spent five magical days there doing their intensive practitioner training. And that was life changing. I have to tell you, if you're ever drawn to working with flower essences or you're feeling a calling, there is nothing like that experience. I swear my life changed that five days that I was there. So let's just take a step back and start at the beginning. And what is a flower essence? Flower essences are tinctures created from flowers at their peak of blooming in the sunshine. 
it is essentially an imprint of the energetic signature of the flower. As we know, everything is energetic, right? And flower essences are very similar to homeopathy in that the only thing that is in the remedy itself is the energetic signature of the substance. And there's no actual molecules of the flower or of the substance in homeopathy, for example, that is in the tincture. So it is made by putting bowls of flowers out in the sunshine at the peak sunshine and then take, taking the flowers out and what is left in the water that is remaining that was in the sunshine is the energy signature of that flower. So there's a frequency there that that flower is here to share with us. And then those are essentially preserved with a couple drops usually of organic brandy because in order to maintain the vibration, there is a need to have some of the um, alcohol in there because it's what keeps the vibration from disappearing. But it's really very, very minute amount. So if you're worried about alcohol, if you're staying, if you're on a recovery program, um, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But that's how they're made. And so they're very similar to homeopathy and homeopathic remedies. Now, a lot of people confuse flower essences with either herbs or essential oils. And I'm going to share a little bit about how they're different from herbs and essential oils. Because obviously essential oils and herbs are made from plants as well. But they're different because herbal tinctures, for example, actually contain the, the biochemistry of the plant as do essential oils. It is a very, essential oils are very highly concentrated, um, made from the actual plant itself. So whereas, for example, homeopathy and flower essences are kind of in the same category, tinctures and essential oils, herbal tinctures and essential oils are kind of lumped more together as well. They're more like each other. And so while they're all made from plants and other substances, the difference with flower essences is that you're not getting any of the physical substance. So therefore there is no risk of allergies, um, having an allergic reaction, um, or any contraindications with any medicines that you're taking. So it is very safe to use. It's safe to use with children, even with babies, with animals. So using flower essences is a very safe therapy that anybody can use. So the way that I'd like to talk about flower essences is that similar to the way food nourishes our physical bodies, right? So we give ourselves food and we eat and we eat good vegetables and fruits and, and all the things that our bodies need to be nourished. Flower essences are essentially something that nourishes our soul. So while food nourishes our physical body, flower essences can help nourish our emotional body, our astral body, our etheric body, our light body, because they are energetic remedies. So before I get into some specifics, I do want to just share a story to help illustrate some of the power of using flower essences. Back when I was actually working back at the pharmacy at the time, and I was studying flower essences, and I was using them with clients, and I was using them with um, our customers, and I was using them in my own family, in my own life, um, I was a person that I'm very empathic and I was a person that if I ever watched any movie or even a TV show and once in a while, even a freaking commercial, 
<laughs> that I would find myself so pulled in to the emotions of the characters that I would feel everything that they were feeling, right? I would be feeling all their emotions. It's like I became the character in the movie. And it was often very difficult for me to watch anything that was sad or depressing or that had something horrible happen because I would literally be, be the person in the movie. And there was a remedy that I began using that I pulled for myself one day intuitively. I was like, for some reason, I'm really drawn to this particular remedy. And it was pink yarrow. And pink yarrow is a very specific remedy to support those people who have bigger holes in their auric field right? The empaths in the world have a lot of open, um, open areas within their field where they let people in. If you don't have a lot of necessarily strong boundaries, you can pull other people's energy into your energetic field. And so pink yarrow is a remedy to, to basically strengthen your own auric field, to strengthen your light body so that you could be safe within the light body and not absorb outside influences, outside energies. So I began using this remedy and within a couple of days, I was literally able to watch a movie that arguably I couldn't have watched in the past. And I was able to watch it as a detached outside observer where I could see what was going on and I could watch the movie and I could see that it was sad, but I wasn't feeling the intensity. I wasn't feeling what the character in the movies were, were experiencing or what they were feeling. And it was a marked difference for me. And that's just with using one flower essence. And so I hope that by sharing that story, you can see how these tools can be, even though they're very subtle, they can be extremely powerful. So now I want to talk about what you can expect when you're using flower essences, what types of shifts or results could you see if you begin using flower essences? And I'm going to be talking about the four main areas that you might be able to see a shift in your experience. And you may use flower essences for only one of these things or all of these things or any combination, but they essentially fall into four specific buckets is Many times when people begin using flower essences, they realize that they have some sort of a shift. They have some sort of a release. They notice that there's something different, something that may have felt stuck. Maybe it was an emotion. Maybe it was a pattern. Maybe it was a situation that was feeling stagnant and suddenly there's a shift. So oftentimes people can feel a shift or a release. The second thing that people can experience is they may finally have some massive realization or an epiphany. It's almost like the flower essence gifts them the opportunity to see something that they've not seen yet before. It's like, oh my gosh, I now understand it. Or, oh wow, I now get it. Oh, I can see why that came into my experience and what I was meant to learn about it. So flower essences can connect us to things we're supposed to learn and bring us more into conscious awareness of our journey here. Now, the third thing that people can experience, and this usually happens after a period of time of using flower essences consistently, is they may experience a bit of resistance or even a potential minor regression. And what do I mean by that? That means that energetically, there could be some very deeply buried um, 
emotions from the past that we've been holding on to and they're buried very deeply. And sometimes when we are healing and we are going through a soul growth journey and we're growing and healing and trying to trying to become better versions of ourselves, we may find ourselves suddenly experiencing that emotion again. Because the way the body heals is it if it's buried deep down, it has to come to the surface in order for it to be released. So sometimes you may experience some frustration over something that maybe you haven't felt in years because you were denying that you were frustrated about it. That is absolutely possible when you work with flower essences because it's residue from the past and it's deep, deep buried emotions that need to be released. Now, this is not a negative thing. This is actually a very positive thing when this happens. So knowing that this can happen, you can be gentle with yourself and understand on a bigger picture if you're feeling resistance or if you are experiencing what you perceive as a regression backwards, it is temporary as it begins to come to the surface and is ultimately released. Now, sometimes the resistance can show up, by the way, in like you forget to take your flower essences or you, oh, forget it, I'll just do it later. Oftentimes that can be a subtle resistance to unmasking what's underneath that is, that is desiring to come out to the surface. So when you, use, when you use flower essences, if you see any sort of what you consider either resistance or regression, know that you're kind of on the important thing that you're supposed to be working on. It's a good thing, it is a good sign. Now, spirit will never give you anything that you cannot handle. And this is something that when you have the conscious awareness to expect this, potentially, it doesn't always happen, but it can happen, which is why I'm mentioning it. But it is a very positive thing, and you'll find very quickly that it will release and it will shift permanently. So the fourth thing that can happen is we can experience what's called a renewal and a and a connection to brand new possibilities. It's like when we use these flower essences, we can suddenly envision a new and different future. Because once we are doing our healing work, and if we're clearing old buried emotions or wounds from the past, it's very difficult to envision a future that is different from what we've lived, right? It's like we can't see that things could be better. We can't see that we can actually live from abundance mentality instead of poverty mentality, for example. We can't see how we could live or envision a, a relationship where we are honored and loved for who we are and not what we do, right? It's like we have a difficult time picturing and envisioning the future, but with flower essence therapy, it is possible to open up to being able to now see that life can be different, to see that life can be better, to see that it is time to live life more fully in who you really are. So those are the four different things that you can experience when you do use flower essences. Now I'd like to take a moment and talk a little bit about how to choose flower essences to work with. Because especially with what I've just shared about the profound power that flower essences have, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, this is really big. I need to go to an expert. Um, and I, I, maybe I can't use this because this is a lot. And I want to I clarify that here right now. 
There are multiple ways to use flower essences. Number one, if you have the awareness of that you're facing something or you're struggling with an emotion, for example, you can actually look up what are the best flower essences for anxiety. And then you can read up on each of the flower essences. And you can even just go on the internet and do a search. But you can look up remedies that are good for, for anxiety, for example. And as you know, there's multiple types of anxiety. There's social anxiety. There's sometimes anxiety for speaking up. There's anxiety around the fear of the unknown. So the more targeted you can get with the flower essence that you're using, based on the type of anxiety or, or the circumstance in which it comes up, the better. So you can be very intellectual about this exercise. And even if you know nothing about flower essences, there are plenty of websites and resources online that if you look up, you know, best flower essence remedies for this, there's plenty of people who are practitioners who have done blogs. It's very self-serve friendly, <laughs> if you will. So you can intellectually look things up and see and see which one, which flower essence description, for example, resonates most with you. That is one way to pick. Another way to pick is to, is to pick intuitively. And I used to do this a lot. And this is harder to do when, when you don't have a lot of them in front of you. But what I used to do at the pharmacy is I would have, I literally had a wall of flower essences right in front of me. And I would center myself and I would see where my eye was drawn. I would look and see my, I'm getting called to this one. I'm getting called to this one. And I would sort of soften my eyes and I would just go where I was feeling the pull. And I would pull the flower, literally the little bottle of the flower essence off the shelf. And then I would pull intuitively. Now, this is a, there's no right or wrong way to do this. Oftentimes, our subconscious will lead this process and bring us to the flower essence remedy that we most need at that moment, even if we don't consciously understand why. So pulling flower essences intuitively, like if you're going to the store and you see a bunch of them in front of you and you're like, which one should I use? And your eyes getting drawn to one of them in particular, there's a reason, right? So you can definitely pick intuitively or you can do as well, go to a practitioner, go to a flower essence practitioner that does this for a living. Yes, there are many of them that exist and you can go to a practitioner and and go to them consistently and regularly as, as a way to support your growth journey. So there's multiple ways to choose flower essences. And there's no, like I said, there's no right or wrong way. It's whatever you feel most called to. So how do I like to use flower essences? So they come in little bottles and tinctures, right? They're often little droplet bottles, but sometimes they come in a spray form. Now you can buy flower essences individually but a lot of companies and a lot of brands have put them together in certain blends. Like for example, FES has blends for animals. It has a blend for stress. It has a, a blend specific for grief. It has a blend specific for grounding where they take multiple of the flowers that support whatever that intention is and have put it into blend. So you can buy them individually or you can buy them in a blend. And if you're starting out, I recommend buying a blend because that way you're getting multiple flowers within one remedy as opposed to simply just one flower. But I got to tell you, the most interesting experiences I've ever had with flower essences have come from a person literally using one essence, just one because that demonstrates the power. And 
but blends are beautiful as well, of course. But there's multiple ways I like to use these. So I make my own custom blends based on whatever's going on. But the best way that I like to use flower essences is you can certainly take a drop or two under your tongue. Um, if you are worried about the alcohol content, again, it's very minor, but if you're worried about that, you can put them in a spray. So I like to create a spray bottle where I put just, you know, a few drops of the flower essence into the bigger bottle, then I fill it with pure water, and then I, um, I add a teensy bit of brandy to it as well. And so I make like a bigger, a bigger bottle based on just a couple of drops of the remedy, because that's important to understand too, is more is not better with flower essences. It's just like with homeopathy. If you, it's about the frequency of dosage and not the quantity. So literally a tiny little flower essence bottle can last you a very long time, especially if you make a bigger bottle from that, I guess I call it the mother bottle, right? Where it's like, I take a couple drops of the main remedy and then I add it to a bigger bottle and I like to spray it. You can mist it around you. I like to use flower essences a lot um, before bed where you can mist the flower essence remedy over your pillow so that while you're sleeping and you're more connected to your higher self, that the flowers will do this beautiful work on you. I like to do flower essences um, or take them, I should say, at bedtime is a beautiful time for that reason, as well as first upon waking. Um, but if you're using them for things like anxiety, then use it when you're feeling anxious. In fact, I use flower essences often when it comes to going to the dentist. <laughs> it's like, I have such a terror of going to the dentist. And when I use the flower essences to calm me down, it just makes it so much easier. So in the moment, you can spray that as well. I also like to use flower essences, not only just for myself, but I use it to change the energy in a room. So you can create flower essence blends that can be space clearing, can clear the energies out of a, out of a room, and um, or to shift the dynamic. And I got to tell you, this is funny. When we when I worked at the pharmacy, because I could see it happen real time, there would be some days where we would all of a sudden get a string of like really grumpy customers for whatever reason. It's like everyone that comes in five or six or 10 people in a row are all got up on the wrong side of the bed. And there was something in the field of the pharmacy that was either bringing it out of them, but it was happening collectively. So I would go, no joke, no joke. I would go and create a custom remedy and I would spray it all over the pharmacy. And immediately the next multiple customers that came in were very pleasant. And we used to do this often because it is a living and breathing environment that we live in. And so if we're feeling like something's off in our environment, we can use flower essences to shift the vibration. So if you're working in an office, for example, and your coworkers are not in a good mood or there's a lot of arguing or something, you literally can shift the energy in the room by misting flower essences around. So using flower essences for space clearing is really, really powerful. In fact, I had um, uh, the property manager here at the building where I live a few years ago had something happen in, in one of the rooms of the building. And it was kind of like a, let's say it wasn't a pleasant situation. And she asked me to go in there and clear the space. 
and I went over and I cleared the space and then the space then feels lighter and clearer. So there's no more energetic imprint of the unpleasant situation that happened in there. And so using flower essences for the space around us and in our environment is a very good way to use them too. Now, I mentioned using them with children and animals. They are so responsive to flower essences, especially children, because they're so connected to the energy and they're a lot more pure. So I found when my daughter was young too, I would let her pick the flower essences for herself. And I would just say, what, you know, just pick three for tonight before we go to bed. And it was a nightly routine that we did. And it was amazing how, you know, she was three and four and then she was older and she would pick these remedies. And it was exactly kind of what she had been struggling with that day, but she didn't know how to read at the time. She was just going to whatever her intuition was telling her and whatever her soul was calling to her. So animals as well, this is where you can use if you have animals that are struggling with anxiety, you can mist flower essences in their water. You can mist it on their coats. There's, they're, they're very, very, very responsive, again, to the vibrational frequency. So there's many different ways to use flower essences. And I hope that by my sharing all of this here today, it's piqued your curiosity and gotten you interested or reinvigorated an interest in them if you are familiar with them. And it's one of those things where I know for me, I can sometimes get out of the way, get out of the habit of doing what works for me when things are going well. And sometimes I just need a reminder. And I know for me, purposely doing this episode was to remind me to begin using them more and more than I have been. I've kind of been slacking recently and I, I'm going to get back to it because it is, it's something that is so profound and powerful. So I hope that this was helpful because seriously, I really just scratched the surface here and I could talk about this for days. So I think that's enough for today. I may touch on it again in future episodes if you are interested. And in terms of next episodes, Stay tuned for the next one coming up. I have not yet decided what that's going to be. I'm going to see what the energy is like. Oftentimes I really wait to record an episode when I get the strong inspiration and guidance to do it. So um, stay tuned. There will be more to come for sure. So as we wrap up, guys, I want to thank you for being here. I'm going to pull a final flower essence for the wrap up of this show. And let's see what comes out for us as food for thought for the next little bit here. What final flower wants to be seen here today and talked about here today? What final flower is coming through? Oh, wow. And we're getting the star of Bethlehem. This is one of the original Bach flower remedies that was used in Rescue Remedy. So it is a remedy that is used for trauma and shock because it's very calming and soothing and it's very deeply restorative. So I'm going to read the little affirmation on the back of the card here. And it says, I feel my star. My star finds me on earth. This communion provides calm for my soul. I remember who I am and why I am here. My star shines renewed and whole. So this is something that can be very supportive going through a grief process, going through a difficult time 
and beginning to restore you after you have gone through something that has been either shocking or traumatic. And this doesn't have to be something recent. This is all, this can even be from long ago, right? So the star of Bethlehem is here and I'm going to end with another one too. I don't want to end with one just about shock and trauma. Okay. And we have interesting, we have love lies bleeding coming out now. So some of you may have recently ended a relationship of some kind because with both of these coming out, this is about, um, it says, I allow pain to be a teacher for me. I breathe into its meaning. I bend, but I am not broken. I surrender, but remain serene. I am the light born from this embrace. So that might be a very specific message just for one of you listening. Yet as I'm reflecting on this, I know exactly why these two remedies came in. These two remedies are coming in because we as a collective are going through a massive trauma with the, the experiences of the last year, with the isolation we've been in, with humanity changing dramatically. We're going through the Great Awakening, but I have always said that we are collectively going through a massive trauma, a trauma of great proportions. And this, both of these remedies together, the Star of Bethlehem and the Love Lies Bleeding, is connecting us to where we are, we've been dealing with suffering and mental anguish and being isolated. Most of us have isolated for the last year. I know my daughter is still not in-person learning, and it's been almost exactly a year since she last stepped foot on her school campus. So this is a greater message here for everybody listening that if you have been struggling with this and this has been difficult, these to me are the remedies that are coming in for the collective right now, which is that we will not break. We are going to be stronger. We have gone through this shocking traumatic event as a, as humanity. And these remedies are here to support us to help move beyond any personal pain and to be compassionate and accepting that we are here to help the earth redeem itself. So with that, my friends, um, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. For more information about my programs, please do visit my website, ericaelmutz.com. That's E-R-I-K-A-E-L-M-U-T-S.com. And until next time, I'm Erica Elmitz. You've been listening to Soul Speak. Well, well.